0: This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 985. Even Americans use British English on IELTS. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash
1: myscore. Can you use both British and American slang on IELTS speaking? Today we answer this extremely common question and give you fun slang phrases that both British and American speakers use every day.
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available
1: for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey,
0: Aubrey, what's up?
1: Hi. Hey, I heard your birthday is coming up. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank
0: you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to be the big, I'm just going to say it, 41. I'm 41. That's crazy.
1: That's so young. <laughs> just, just a spray young thing. <laughs> oh my
0: God, you're not that much older. And I feel like you look younger than I do.
1: <laughs> Whatever. That's because you have the cool hip hair that and you can see the gray in it. That's the only reason. I cover my gray. <laughs> my
0: um, guys, we are going to answer a question that many students have. Um, And honestly, we have answered this question before about mixing British and American English. But guys, we are actually going to prove to you today that native speakers mix this up as well and explain exactly why this is completely fine on IELTS. So we did get this question from a student. And as I said, um, we know that a lot of you guys have this question as well, because we see it a lot. Um, so Aubrey, can you read that question, please?
1: Yes, this is from our student Bharat Vishwanatham. I apologize if that's not exactly how to pronounce your name. Um, and it said, I grew up in India, where we use British English for speaking and writing. But I live in Canada, where I use North American English. I kind of observed myself that I mix both formats in my speaking as well as writing. Do you think this will confuse the instructor in the IELTS test and lead to a lower score? Very good question. And you're right. I do get this one a lot from Three Keys students in the Facebook group. I have seen this question a lot. Like, do I have to stick with one or the other? How do I know the examiner is going to understand? It is a good question.
0: If we think about what the differences actually are, right, it will mostly come down to vocab, right? I mean, there are some slight grammatical structure differences, like, for example, If an American is asking um, like a clarity question and an American would probably say like, um, you haven't done that, right? But a more British English structure would be like, haven't you done that? And that it's such a slight difference but it but it but it does happen and I honestly mix up both of those structures I use both interchangeably yeah me too oh yeah um do you do that too Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I definitely use both of those interchangeably I think it comes from watching a lot of like British TV shows and British movies that they both sound so right to me exactly yeah
0: Yeah. I mean, recently we recorded a conversations and coffee conversation um, where we were talking about being like a global citizen. It was this really interesting conversation about patriotism Um, and yeah like I feel like if we're more of a global citizen and you watch you know international shows and movies and you've probably traveled a lot if not also lived abroad then you're gonna mix it up because you kind of find words that you really like like for example um, I always I love saying no worries which Mm. I think more Americans do say now but it definitely wouldn't be like essential American English. like No worries, I think, is more Australian than anything else.
1: Yeah, but I say that too, and I agree. We're adopting it. It sort of becomes part of our vernacular as more and more people say it. It becomes more common. So they just really get intertwined, the different slang and jargon from different countries.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Guys, so many excellent vocabulary words for language. Jargon, vernacular, right? Guys, these are fantastic synonyms for language, and jargon is more specific. Jargon is more like for vocabulary, not just language as a whole. Um, so, oh my gosh, great vocabulary. So guys, let me talk about just quickly why it does not matter for your score at all if you choose something that a British person might say or choose another thing that an American person might say, um, and then we'll give you guys some more examples of how we, as native English Americans use Britishisms all the time. Um, so guys, there is nothing on the, um, scoring rubric for speaking or writing that says um, you stick to one vernacular. You stick to to only British English or only American English, okay? There is nothing on the scoring system about that. Now, the part of the question from the student I found interesting is like, do you think this will confuse the instructor on the IELTS test? No. Um, IELTS examiners, guys, the requirements are so high. We have to have taught English for, I think, it's at least five years it may be more now you have to have not just a bachelor's but I believe also a masters at this point we did when I when I did it you had to have a master's as well so the requirements are so high guys instruct um IELTS examiners are accustomed to all the different kinds of Englishes, <laughs> right? Like, they're, they're going to understand you no matter what you're saying, okay? Right. Just and put
1: that out I, of the way. I think it's important to remember, too, that these examiners are facing students that have learned English all over the world. Totally. So, you know, some of their students have had British instructors or American instructors, Australian instructors. So they've heard it all. They've heard every accent. They've heard the different lingo from all these different countries. So they're familiar with all of it.
0: Oh my God, lingo. Okay, another Another (laughs) great vocabulary word for vocabulary. Lingo would be more like slang, I would say, right? Like a specific type of vocabulary. Okay, so at the end of the day, guys, no, this will not affect your score at all. In fact, I think pulling in slang from a variety of countries um, actually would help your score because it shows that you can communicate more widely. It shows that range. And guys, that is specifically on the vocab rubric the examiner uses, right? You have to show a range. And so I believe this is part of that range. It could be interpreted like that. Um, So let's get into it. Aubrey, as an American, right, we're going to prove this to our students today. What British English do you use?
1: Yeah, so we were chatting about this and there are quite a few that I use all the time. I think a really good example is um, rubbish. When So British speakers will use rubbish to mean garbage. In America, we say garbage, but we've adopted the word rubbish and sometimes we'll use it to mean garbage and we'll also use it to mean um, nonsense, right? Yeah. If someone says something that I don't think is true, I'd say that's a bunch of rubbish.
0: What I like about this is um, the second definition, I think, I'm more likely to use at least. I'll just say garbage in American English. But if I don't believe something someone is saying... I would say rubbish because it's more polite than, like, a bad word that I could say otherwise. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Um, So this is a good choice, Um, and it's more fun, right? And it's kind of jokey. Like, if someone says something surprising, I would be like, oh, rubbish. And it's, you know, it's not mean, but you're still like, I don't believe you. Um, So that's a great slang term for speaking part one or speaking part two, Um, perhaps an informal general training letter, but it is informal, guys, so I wouldn't use it in speaking part three or writing task two. Um, Okay, now here's another adjective, knackered. Um, This means really tired, and it's pretty common in British English. Now, I, I don't say this in American English, but I do hear other Americans saying it. Now, here's the funny thing. Okay. This is one of those words I feel like an American would try to use. Like it wouldn't be natural. And so if they were trying to use it, I would be like, okay, you're like just trying to prove that you, you know, have been Are to well England traveled. or yes. um, But if I hear a non-native speaker if I hear someone from India, someone from Taiwan, someone from Japan saying this, I'm not going to judge them. I'm going to be like, oh, that means tired. Like, that's great. You're using slang.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so true. If an if an American uses some of these words, it feels a little forced. Like maybe they're trying yeah. too hard. But anyone else who has a fun accent or, or is a second language learner, I find it endearing. If, you know, are yes. there any words that, you know, aren't exactly american or maybe a slang from a different country. I love that. I think it's fun. I either want to ask them, you know, what it means or I know like I've heard it in TV, I've heard it in the movies. I know what it means and I and I find it endearing.
0: Yes, exactly. So guys, that's another reason why it will not impact your score at all. The examiner will not judge you for, like, you know, adhering to one co- the way one country speaks. Like, why would you? You're not from that country. You are not American, guys. You are not British. So why would you only talk, like, one of those things, you know? Like, it's a ridiculous expectation, <laughs> um, and nobody will expect you to do so. And also, keep in mind... The name, the acronym of the exam stands for the International English Language Testing System, right? Not the British English Testing System. (laughs) The International English Language Testing System. So remember, guys, that's right there in the title. Um, now, a funny thing uh, regarding pronunciation. Because, of course, that is the main way that Americans and British might speak differently. Um, There are a a few words that are pronounced totally differently, like um, aluminum. I say aluminum, but a British person would say aluminum, which I love. And sometimes I'll just say because it's fun. Or laboratory. I say laboratory. And a British person, like in a Frankenstein movie, this is what it makes me think of, would say laboratory. Which I also find very fun.
1: (laughs) Yes, I know the pronunciation differences are really fun. So you guys can choose either way, whatever you're most comfortable with. But it's a really good point that the examiner is not going to dock you either way. You're allowed to use both and there's no effect to your score at all
0: totally. Okay guys, we have three more vocabulary words to prove to you that even native speakers mix up all the Englishes. I it feels wrong saying that as a plural, but anyway. Um so the verb fancy. Now, we know the adjective fancy, right? That's Everyone says that. Like, um, you know, high class, dressed up. But to use it as a verb is British slang. To fancy means to like. It can be romantically like, oh, um, I'm so lucky I still fancy my husband after 20 years or something. Um, Or it could be like, I met a boy last night and I really fancy him. Um, But it doesn't have to be romantic. It could be anything, right? I think of it for food.
1: Like, I fancy some cookies right now
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah just be like i would like to have this now so in speaking part one i think this is great because we always talk about um you know what we like and don't like there's always questions like that so instead of like say fancy it's very fun um what's another britishism that we use
1: um, so we'll say cheeky to describe someone, and this is very, very common in England to describe someone as a little bit silly, a little bit, um, maybe inappropriate, right? If they're, yeah. um, and this, there, uh, there's a comedian named Mike Myers that used this a lot on Saturday Night Live and a couple of different movies, Austin Powers. So it became, <laughs> it would sort of be quoting him when we'd say it, he would say cheeky monkey. It's like, Oh, you cheeky monkey. <laughs>
0: Guys, <laughs> if you look up any like greatest Saturday Night Live hits from the 90s, then you would see that sketch of Mike Myers in a bathtub. It's very funny. Um, but cheeky, great adjective, right? Like a little bit silly, a little bit irreverent perhaps. And like yes. uh, like you said, inappropriate jokes, right, would be cheeky. So describing a person, yourself, a friend, Great adjective in part one or part two. Now, the last way I want to prove to you guys that um, our English is just globalized now. When I first started traveling a long time ago, 20 years ago, I was around a lot of British people and Australian people, and I remember they would make fun of me as an American because I say awesome all the time. Now, awesome is, is actually like quite an extreme adjective. But Americans use it all the time, just meaning cool, right? Right. And a British person would make fun of me being like, that's not what it means. Like, (laughs) it's more than cool. But guys, I hear British people and Aussies now saying awesome. Okay, so not only are we (laughs) as Americans adopting their vernacular, they are also adopting ours. So guys, I hope we prove to you that even, even native speakers mix this stuff up.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point because the actual word awesome means like awe-inspiring, something that is really impressive and incredible, and Americans never use it that way. (laughs) (laughs) So that's interesting to, to hear that, you know, elsewhere in the world, people are starting to use it more just to mean cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um I've been watching a, an Australian sketch show on Netflix called Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun, I believe it's
1: called. Oh, that sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I miss sketch comedy. Um and it's a, a new uh, a new show three Australian dudes, but yeah, like I hear them using all of this American slang now guys. So I'm telling you even native speakers do it so we know that's fine, but at the end of the day guys, it's not part part of your score and we would go so far as to recommend that you choose slang that you like from any country that speaks English guys as long as you like it and know how to use it, go for it guys. It will help your score. It shows that range that examiners need to hear for a 7 or higher vocab. Um, and guys, remember, you can get your free IELTS band score right now. Find out what score you would get if you took the exam today. Find out for free in like five minutes. It's a quick quiz and get free resources that we made for you. Go to allearsenglish.com slash score.
1: Yes, if you guys haven't done that yet, go today, right after this episode ends. You'll get your estimated band score and free resources. So check it out, allearsenglish.com slash score.
0: Awesome, Aubrey. Um, I hope you. I was gonna say I hope you have a fancy day, but that sounds funny. Um, let's see. Let's end by saying what we fancy right now. I I fancy another cup of coffee about now.
1: Oh yeah, I fancy a shower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I> <laughs>
1: working it. out before we recorded and.
0: <laughs> oh, so funny. All right, Aubrey. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day.
1: Okay. See ya. <laughs>
0: Bye.